Um, literally high. Literally high. Literally high. Okay, we got it. Third, <laughs> literally high. We have a guest. Yeah. We are back from a week long hiatus. Mm. Um, what were we doing? Um, uh, literally just like freaking out. <laughs> Same. Like, I've been so busy and like so stressed out. and like scared, yeah. like really yeah. scared. Yeah. Of what specifically? Um, I'm like uh, every single day and my day and I'm like, I know I did enough today, but what if it's not enough tomorrow or the next day? That's like the, yeah. I'm like, how much longer can I like keep it up? That's Mm. been my like, uh, scary thought of Sporkyo, Sporkyo, Scorpio season. Sporkyo season. Um, Sounds like yeah. chem- you need Kemma Harris's 4 a.m. kitchen table policy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, skimmed through her book at the bookstore the other day. Um, mm. It's all about, like, her morning routine, actually. It's just kind of weird. Uh, I mean, I'd probably call her morning routine. Like, true. she looks great. True. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so we're back. We're back in business, and we have a guest. Yeah, hi, mm. sorry, I've been quiet. I felt a little starstruck. Uh, it's understandable. Mm. Um, yeah. Haley's here with us. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, like, in the sauna with me. I'm in which the sauna is, with Aaron. It's kind of weird it's intimate. for me. It is definitely intimate. Mm. <laughs> it's really yeah. romantic, actually. Like, the light is blue. It's like a purple light. Aaron looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um... How can we intro Haley? I don't even know, like, what to give us, like, a... Haley, I mean, do you want to... Well, whenever we cast yeah. our group, we say that you're Kim, I'm Chris, and Haley's Caitlyn Jenner. Yes! So I guess yes. that's, like, solid, like, background yeah. intro for Haley's, like, overall character. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> should you, like, elaborate on that for anyone because like when you guys said that on a previous pod I had to text Erin and be like she wants for the shout out but I don't necessarily know what it means she wants an explanation can you give it I tried to give it but I'm like it's it's almost like difficult to articulate what Caitlyn Jenner is you know what I mean right okay I mean there's like a lot of things like first me. of all I mean, I'm pretty complex <clears throat> first of all like Haley and I's relationship is very like it's very divorced mom and dad like we lived together in college we (laughs) very much divorced (laughs) we were essentially dating but like had like kind of a nasty split and now we've like come back and we're like we're really like uh vanity fair like ever like better than Mm -hmm. ever and then also the one like Haley's done a lot of stuff since graduation like working on goji berry farms in Taos and stuff, and it's very, like, Caitlyn Jenner at her house in Malibu. In Malibu, like, yeah. timing like, Kendall and Kylie. Caitlyn, like, like literally posting, like, a picture of a full moon <laughs> ceremony at, like, her estate in Malibu, like, and we're like, whoa, literally Caitlyn, Kaylee. word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. It's and like then, like, be- meanwhile, Chris Jenner is being, like, a psychopath and, like, also a mogul, I guess. Like, yeah. gone blonde. Like, and looks Chris great, is, blonde. Chris is Steven. Looks great. Yeah, mm. that's Chris. That's you're Steven. Kylie? I'm Kim oh, in this so scenario. Okay. Yeah. I I'm... thought Kim was passe. I thought no one really cares anymore. Um, but Kim. she's. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, in, in my dreams, I'm Kylie. 
in this particular scenario, I'm Kim. Okay. I'm yeah, the creator. Aaron, of like, the... Aaron's also a little bit, like, retired with kids. Like, you... Yeah, like, I mean... Like, yeah. You have, like, like you, a very, yeah. like, Kim setup in She's the She's like a homesteader with her cats and her chickens. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, okay. like, not retired without kids. Gone blonde. Like, exactly <laughs> like Chris. Um, I like the without yeah. kids part. Like, the kids are, you know... Yeah. You're past The kids them. are not all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's all anyone needs to yeah, know about me, I think. That's, me, a, good, I think. that's um, a good intro, actually. Yeah. I think. Okay, so bye. um we did want to we did want to do some questions to uh you know like really dig into Haley and like make sure the audience knows her do you have any Steven um yeah I have like two but they're pretty like basic okay let's Um, trade off because I have three I'll start Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd get yeah. twenty three. This is fucking bullshit. No, you get five. <laughs> no, this is a different game. <laughs> okay. Um Haley, first question. Uh what's going on with you? What's new? Oh, okay, wow. Um, mm. well, I am here in Berkeley because I'm I'm doing like a national tour trying to visit my friends. Uh, before I move to Germany, I'm about to move to Berlin uh, with my partner who's already there for grad school. So, I don't know. That's a big That's a big thing that's up. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, Her packing partner. up. My partner. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we actually are domestic partners. We got a certificate and everything. Was nice. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. We didn't, we didn't, We're we always the it. last to know. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, like, didn't post about it. It was, you know, it was sweet. It was for us. That's cute. That's cute. Gian is literally Sophia. <laughs> Gian <Caitlin>. is Sophia. <laughs> I'm like, who's Sophia? Um, Sophia Hutchinson, Caitlin's partner. <laughs> and, and to be clear, Caitlin is a trans woman, but not a lesbian. Not a lesbian. Definitely not a lesbian. Okay. <laughs> Caitlin would have you know. <laughs> yeah. Just like me. <laughs> That's perfect. Um... Okay. But yeah, I don't know. That's like, I, if I, you know, if I have to just like say a thing, that's kind no, of... No, that's like pretty much what's going on with you, what's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a very accurate answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Steven, what's your question? Um, this is like so basic. <laughs> if you could be alive for one historical era, what would it be? Um, hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty college essay question. But, you know, is I it? think... Yeah, I actually had to answer that in a college essay. Wow, what'd you say then? Then I said, it was so basic, I said, like, the Beatles for their, like, Shea Stadium concert. (laughs) That's what I would have said in, like, middle school. Uh, Yeah, I was was very lame. I didn't get in. It was for, like, literally Yale. Like, it's actually so embarrassing in hindsight. Um, So, yeah, I'll just stick with that, I guess. No, I don't don't fucking know. I guess the 60s, it's also cliche, cop out. It's, it's, It's hard. There's, history is vast. History is so vast. It's like, I I feel like I understand, like, 20th century a little more than, like, some of the older times, but, mm-hmm. you know, I also fantasize about, like... Haley, I think you would have made a being, great like, middle, like, middle, ages. middle ages peasant. You would have yeah. done yeah, so well. Cool. That's but maybe also Imagine Haley throwing a bucket of slop out of her window. Thanks, Erin. <laughs> 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 that really speaks to my soul. It's where she's meant level. to be. With, no, like, actually, two scraggly teeth. No, Steve, we talked about this before. <laughs> No. Uh, um, no, we talked about if if it was like ancient Greece and I was like like higher up, you know, like 
like like a, I don't know, like someone's feeding me grapes on like a pillow in like ancient Greece. Like extreme cool. hedonism. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That'd have been tight. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of like homemade wine. Yeah. But you know, it's I, hard to say. I said this. I love last... twenty nineteen. I feel you I love feel amazing. <laughs> she loves it. She I think we are on the right track. <laughs> Wow. Wait, last time we asked this question, I think I said I wanted to be a monk, which I still yeah. stand by. Yeah. I want to be a monk. Not a nun, a monk. A monk, specifically. Nun would be fine. Monk would be better. Like you'd have a penis. Yes. And like a bald mm. head, preferably. Yeah. Oh, that, that's so trans. That's so intersectional of you. That's so <laughs> intersectional. <laughs> Aaron is not a nerd. Definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah. I said Carter Versailles. Carter Versailles, right. and I stand right. by it. Right. Okay. That would um, be good too. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be good. Um, I feel like I'd be grosser in a way, physically. Like I feel like I don't know. Like, didn't they like sit up in bed when they slept? What's grosser? <laughs> like um, being like French royal. I feel like they had a lot of like. I feel like in Victorian, like kind of like. Uh, not Victorian, I guess, but, like, in corset times, like, with tapeworms mm. and stuff, they did lots of unsanitary <laughs> things that were, like, extremely, like, social norm-based. Right, you know well, they I mean? didn't have plumbing or medicine. But they still had, like, a lot of, like, expectations, like, oh, you have to have, like, a white powdered face to, like, show up to, yeah. like... Like, that's so gross. Like, imagine you do that, but you don't have, like, a <laughs> sink to wash it off in. I like, love that. Yeah, they had, like, little sinks. There's <laughs> running water. They'd, like, dump their water in a basin and just, like, leave it there for a week. I don't know. It just mm. seems like kind of like putting, like, a false veneer on, like, a very, like, creepy, gross Well, it was because they that not what Is that not what Kylie Cosmetics is all about? <laughs> it's literally... Yeah, it's nice. true. Damn, that's nice. so Kylie mm. Cosmetics. Fuck. Mm-hmm. History that's, like, Kylie cool. when, like her dog gets, like, killed by a giant scorpion in, like, her mansion in an uncharted part of, like, the castle. (laughs) It's, like, Kylie's future. No, the feral hogs. The feral hogs will, like, come for Kylie. Like, and Mm. her family of, like, ten dogs. That Um, would really make, like, everything come full circle. I just hope... It really would. I just hope they choose someone besides my queen. Um, so true. Okay, sorry. Else. Back to Haley. Back to Haley. Okay. I've got a question. I got lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, Haley, this one is going deeper, so be ready. Um, oh, I have four questions. Never mind. Okay, I guess I'll go twice at the Amazing. end. Okay, mm. uh, Haley, do you think that there's a point to being alive? My guess is that your answer is going to be no. So, if you think that, <laughs> to if, preface the question, I'm just that's that's the first question, which I think I already know your answer. Secondary okay, question okay, okay. to that is. If you think that the point of your life is self-created, what is your point of being alive? All right, Erin. I see you. Um, you kind of anticipated my answer to the first I did. question. I did. I know question. you. Okay. Um, wow, my heart is, like, pounding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I suddenly I'm like, oh, stakes are high. Um, no, I do think that the meaning of life is definitely self-derived. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is <laughs> Okay. That's, okay, yeah, and I mean, I just think it is. I think that's, like, the only thing we can really, like, know for sure is our own experience in the life that we are currently in is, like, all we can really be certain of. And in terms of my place in that world, you know, I just want to, I want to, like, experience a lot of things and I want to, like, make good memories with people that I care about. That's, that's cute. pretty much it. That's cute. Mm. 
Yeah, I got. It's like I it's got hard. Shivers you did. It's like it's hard to answer mm. those questions. Like, you know? <laughs> That's the point. Like I could, I could turn it on you guys, but I don't know. You can, Stephen. What's the point of being alive for you, Steve? Go. Um, <clears throat> to manifest love. Ooh, love that. Yeah, Cute. yeah. And, like, also, like, specifically to manifest love collectively because I don't believe in, like, the integrity of the individual experience. Mm. <laughs> so, in a way, like the, the opposite, opposite of what Haley said. Yeah, like, that's, like, <laughs> so, okay, we reach an right. impasse. Um, Aaron? Yeah, I think mine is, like, uh, I think that the point of life is individual but I don't think that it's self-created necessarily. Like, I think everybody has their own point and their own path, like, to their life, but I don't necessarily think that free will has, like, gotten you to your path. Like, I feel like to imply that it's self-created implies a level of, like, oh, this is what's important to me, and I chose that. But Mm. I think a lot of people's lives, the point of it is, like, not something that they choose. They have to, like, learn to live with it, and that's kind of... Like, whatever. I think there's a difference between self-created and self-derived. Like, self-created is, like, kind of doing away with free will, whereas self-derived is, like, you're sort of taking what you have and, like, finding meaning in that. Which I think is more my thing. Yes, yes, I agree with that. I don't want to get into, like, free will versus whatever. Yeah, it is self-derived. There's no, like, You have to, like, sort of take your history and, like, make something of that that Mm -hmm. creates a meaningful structure for yourself. I don't know. No, for sure. I think we agree. Um, uh-huh. Except for Steven. <laughs> but I think my... The point of my life... Oh, I haven't figured it out yet. It's something to do with figuring <laughs> stuff out, though. That's for sure. That makes sense. It's That's realizing sure. stuff. It's literally realizing stuff. Like, the yeah. point of my life is to realize <laughs> that stuff. That is the point of... Like, that's... I don't know. I think that's, like, part of the point of life. Yeah. Realizing stuff is... It's like, you gotta realize what you can while you're alive. Because <laughs> then you won't be alive and you can't realize stuff anymore. That's so true. But... So true. <laughs> you hear when's that, everybody? What's the book deal? The point of Haley's life is realizing stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Stephen, do you have another that's question for her? To be on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what's your thesis? <laughs> my life going? What's your thesis on extraterrestrial life and space exploration? Like, does it exist? Is it more advanced than us? Are we being watched? And should we, like, be investing billions of dollars into a space exploration program? Great question, Stephen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, aliens totally fucking exist. Like, if you believe in infinity or, like, any semblance of, like, the multiverse, it's like, yeah, no shit, there's, like, other intelligent life. I think that's, like, such a... Like a human, but Haley, thought? in that answer, aren't you like? Are you not like? Um, wait, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, Steve. I don't know. What, <laughs> you just fucking torpedoed my answer. Oh. I think. I think that. Sorry. I think that aliens exist. I don't think that. I think it's very like a human sort of self-censored thing to be like they exist and they want to know what we are doing. It's like, I sort of think that if they are aware of us, they're just kind of like, ooh, 
Those guys are... So you think we live in, like, a zoo, where, like, the aliens know we exist, they just don't care. I'm just saying... I'm saying that I I think that they just... I love zoo hypothesis. I love zoo hypothesis, too. That's why I asked. Okay. I never... I mean... Zoo hypothesis is, like, (laughs) high up Zoo hypothesis is very similar to, like, the Christian god. Yeah, zoo hypothesis is really... Zoo hypothesis makes me feel so buzzy. I, like, literally, I'm like... Ooh, like I'm the reality <laughs> TV character in Zoo Hypothesis. Yeah. When yeah, I like take yeah. off my clothes at night to get in the shower, I like think about the aliens. I love me. the idea of like <laughs> my life just turning into like a Truman Show scenario, and I'm just like, oh, I knew it the whole time, you know? <laughs> oh my god, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so much better than the theory that like we're being watched on like our Apple like webcams, which is like so yeah. like creepy. I mean, but and that's horrifying. like more like that is actually happening. Yeah, that's definitely no. Reality. I think I think both are happening. <laughs> I um, hope so. I I just it's think just that the aliens if they were watching us. On. I don't I don't think True. that they like I don't I just don't think that they're like we need to make contact with them. Like we I don't is know, that because they're like, smarter than us or what? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't even know if they really, like, found us. Whoa. I think they might be too far away. So Okay, so they might be too far but away. But didn't you just say you, away. like, surrender yourself to infinity and the multiverse? Which is so why they could be how too are far you, away. So how are you putting limits onto the, like, capabilities and capacities of the aliens? I'm not. True. I'm saying, I'm just, I'm saying, <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. I mean, that's the problem with the multiverse thing. It's, like, literally everything is happening right now. It's all possible. It's all right here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that humans are like really doing it like right or successfully. I don't think aliens are watching us and being like, I don't think they're watching us and being like, oh, they're they're doing a good thing. We should learn how to do this. And I also don't think they're watching us and being like, we need to help them like save themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that they would just maybe be watching and just be indifferent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the aliens are there that we just can't communicate with them. Like, I feel like every time that my cat, like, looks me in my eyes and, like, goes, like, meow, like, sounding like my voice, I realize, like, that, like, he's trying to communicate with me, just, like, can't quite, like, reach that, like, wavelength that I'm on, you know? And, like, I feel like it's, like, the same for aliens. It's, like, if you could, like, reach that, like, correct frequency, like, you could probably, like get in like a chat room you know but like (laughs) it's just like it's kind of inaccessible like it's hard to get to maybe that's the point of my life to get into the chat room the alien chat room (laughs) (laughs) i think so i think you're onto something i think it definitely is yes so true um wow okay um i have i have another question uh this one is like it's it's to also invoke conversation about you um what's your what's your like tattoo philosophy i want to talk about tattoos yeah no that's another thing that's like new with me i suppose as of today i actually tattooed someone that isn't myself and it was our dear friend of the pod benson who's Um, benson it was benson it was a good tat it seemed like it was a painful location yeah, he picked it. He wanted me to tattoo it on his neck, and I had to say no. <laughs> I was like, Benson, I'm not giving you a neck tattoo right now. Um, but anyway, yeah, tattoos. I, for a while, and I still, like, revert back to the, like, feel. Some days I wake up, and I'm like, I wish I didn't have any tattoos. Like, I regret everything. 
I wish my body was pure. But more wow. often, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, which is like Erin's view. Yeah. Which I'll let, you know, I'm sure she'll re- have her rebuttal, but. Pure feels then, like a loaded word, but okay. I said it first. That's, that's why. That's why it. That's, that's, it is a loaded word, and I Ew. think it's kind of a weird way to think about it. Yeah. Um, that's a bit creepy. It's it kind of creepy. Yeah. She's a creepy girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but anyway, my, my view is more like, I sort of think of it as like, this body is like what I have on this earth, and it's not, I don't know, it's going to die. It's not like a big, it's not, it doesn't really matter like what is on my skin. I don't know. It's just, like, it sort of anchors me in in my body and, like, makes me think about how it's not, like, really that important in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, What's yours, Stephen? Like, thesis on tattoos? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have one. I just like how they look. Right. And that's the other part of mine. It's, like, I like the, like, aesthetics of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just would rather look like a tattooed person than a not tattooed person. I will say, just like <clears throat> from an economic sense and late capitalism, like literally nothing that I spend my money on is like a um, a satisfaction that will last longer than at most one month in the instance of rent and healthcare. But everything else is yeah. like a pleasure for like maximum like six hours because it's like food drugs or like skincare and so like paying money for something that's like literally permanent and being like wow I love this and I love how it looks is so deeply satisfying because it just like it's like such like it's like true removal from like the everyday and I think that's what like most people love about it it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's very much like a rush I don't know Mm -hmm. and it's I mean it's just like it's it's so much more it's like not like buying clothes like it's like a way to like affect your appearance that I think it's just, like, more, I don't know, it's just, it means more because it's, like, it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's more of a commitment. Yeah. I feel similar about buying really good clothes to buying, to a tattoo, I would say, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. <laughs> but it's, like, you could lose the clothes, or, like, some, you know, shit could go wrong. Then you, you've lost something. You can't lose Or you could stop wearing the clothes <laughs> if you didn't like the way they looked right. anymore. But I know what you're saying well, you in could terms get of, like, an investment. Removed. Or yes. In I theory, know. I guess. A blast over. <laughs> like um, Rob like Rob Kardashian. Like just yeah. like Rob. It's like Robbie. Um mm-hmm. No, but I also I mean I like the idea also of it being hey, it's a map of who you were throughout your life. Like if you get tattoos like throughout your life, like yeah, you might have gotten one that's kinda weird when you're eighteen. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Sorry. Do you uh, want me to talk about my Ayn Rand tattoo? Like, I love that tattoo. It's one of my it's favorite tattoos. It's literally so fucking classic. Okay, listen. On my 18th birthday, I wanted to get a tattoo, and I literally got a quote from Atlas Shrugged, like, the Ayn Rand, like, president of, like, the neoliberal late capitalism Bible. Like, uh, uh, social social Darwinist herself, like, Ayn Rand is, like, literally tattooed on my back. But I mean, I, I don't know. Probably that. just. But it's like I'm it's just gonna like, get it like covered or removed eventually. No, don't. I don't like really care. And everyone always like compliments it because it's very like well placed. It's just like literally like well, they don't retard. <laughs> what you like, should do retard. What you should do is get the little dash Ayn Rand, like you know, attribute the quote, 
Yeah. Because it doesn't have that. That's what it's missing. Yeah, we need so to know who, who's the bitch behind it. I think it's mm-hmm. really badass. I thought it was badass when yeah. you did it, I mean, it does, Actually, it I didn't totally know you good. when you did it. I just knew that you had it after the fact. And I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're well, talking. Like, he must hate the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, literally. no, I just thought... No, people don't no, know what it's... No, what here's it's the from. thing. Here's the thing, Stephen. You're committed to betches, which I am too. <laughs> like, betches <laughs> over everything. <laughs> So and true. Like, she's, like, the I ultimate betch, or bet. one of them, at so least. So true. Like, she's the OG betch, yeah. Do you guys say, <laughs> say Ann or Ian? Uh, I just don't say. Ian Ryan. I, Is it Ian yeah. or Ann? Yeah, I think it's, Ryan. like, it's anglicized to Ann. I don't know how to say it in Russian. I'm I always sure just say Ian. <laughs> Either way. Uh... <laughs> he was a man to whom the earth belonged. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, I have no tattoos, so... And the reason for that is actually mostly aesthetic. It's just, like, that my style is, like, super, like... I like, like, muted tones, Mm -hmm. like, pastels and neutrals, and I want my hair to just be long and, like, a natural color. And I want to just, like, blend into, like my ideal like when I picture like my ideal setting I want to like blend into it I want to like fade away into it and like I'm not a person in it anymore and so for me (laughs) tattoos were like never really there I don't like I'm actually wearing black right now but I don't wear a lot of black like I don't and I don't like wear I never wear t-shirts with like stuff on them or anything like that it's like really not like my style. Mm-hmm. So primarily from an aesthetic sense, that's why I wasn't into tattoos. And then, um, then the only tattoos that I ever wanted were hand tats. Like I want like finger tats. Like I'm not going to get mm. that. That's like unreasonable. Like Lana. Make that happen. Yeah. I want like Lana Del Rey's <laughs> tattoos. Like I think they Literally look so good. Same. Yeah, yeah. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no yeah. bitch. I think. Trust no batch. <laughs> Trust no batch. That's what I want to get across my hand. Um, I want to get that across my chest in giant cursive font. <laughs> but I also think just like, yeah, I feel like, I mean, if you, then if you like take my aesthetic back to like, what's the reason why I want to be like that? What's the reason why I want to project that image? It's like, I don't want to... I don't really want to change my body. Like, I think, like... Oh, my God. You were talking about plastic surgery and all the shit, the work you guys would get done, like, two weeks ago. I know, but I wouldn't really, because I feel okay. like it's it's Qualifier. not really... <laughs> I, yeah. I really Bash. wouldn't. Like, it's just not You're my, gonna, like... You're going to, like, follow me to the office and then just, like, leave me high and dry. Well, get, <laughs> I like, would. a complete fucking new face and body. I would. I would, but that's, that's be like <laughs> Other people's look. For me, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, I think it, I'm trying to like, really, I guess you can't like, just like, put words, like, to explain your aesthetic choices. Like, I feel like each of us described aesthetic choices, and I, you could pathologize them, but I don't know that Mm. it's like, Haley and I just had the conversation about being pure because she offered me a free tattoo and I said that no but you I had said, I've heard body. you say this in the past it's not mm. you didn't just say this today well I do I I mean if I ever married a Jewish man and converted I could be buried in his like cemetery family cemetery <laughs> yeah 
Congratulations. So it's the I'm just saying I do have a pure body, if anyone's yeah. wondering. <laughs> Pretty much. That's beautiful. Mm. I do like what you said about like aesthetically just like fading into an environment. Like mm-hmm. I I fuck with that hard and I'm happy mm-hmm. for you that you've like articulated your aesthetic on such a profound level. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I do have one more question for Haley. Uh Haley are people born wicked or do they have <sighs> wickedness thrust upon them? Um, I, uh, shit, I'm trying to come up with a little soundbite of Wicked the Musical for you guys. Um, <laughs> I think that they are, I think that they have wickedness thrust upon them. Wow. Me too. Yeah. Steven? As for me, I'm wicked through and through. If I cannot <laughs> succeed, Fiero saving yes. you, then I promise no good deed will I do ever again. <laughs> Thank you. That's really like. Mic drop. That's the end of the pod. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. 30 minute Literally episode bye. with Haley. Literally, bye. Literally, um, bye. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, so we introed Haley. I feel like everyone knows mm-hmm. me so well now. For sure. From that array of questions. I, I think mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I mean, so we kind of, we had like a lot of just like random kind of topics <clears throat> we wanted to uh, go back and forth about. And Haley and, I, Haley and I have been together for a few days now and we've gone back and forth about a couple topics, just like the two of us. Um, mm-hmm. One of them that she brought to my attention was the Mormon Mexican murders, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't know how I didn't know about. Yeah. No, at all. Did you, Steven, right? Um, no, but to be fair, there's a lot happening in my part of the world. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that is like part of the issue. It's like, Oh, nine people died. Let's flip shit. Literally like Hong I'm Kong's imploding on itself. All the New York times yeah. will report on is like the fucking like Trump impeachment. So like I have an excuse for like, not knowing about literally anything else going on. I know, that's like, I just... That's uh, part of the angle, for sure. (laughs) I just feel like the... Well, okay, I think the Mormon thing is the... Okay, so, what, nine people in total? I think so. Was, like, three adults, three mothers, and six children were murdered by cartel... How many adu- you broke it down by adults, mothers, and then children? Well, I was just saying three adults, three mothers. Okay, yeah, and, and there were seventeen children. total. The rest were like injured or like whatever. Oh, seventeen. Yeah, a bunch of kids yeah. got away. Yeah, like babies. Too. Yeah, like it was pretty. It was totally fucked up. Like, you know. Like, but they, they were living. I think essentially this Mormon <laughs> commune. My understanding is that like yeah. it was like kind of on this border between like two like cartels essentially Mm -hmm. like the what i understood from reading the articles is that like they were stopped regularly by cartels and it was just like oh they're obviously mormons like let them through you know so they dealt with cartels a lot but then obviously this was kind of like an out of the ordinary uh experience but it's like well yeah mm, sorry and basically for like context to this specific like sect of mormonism like it was like a tribe of like there are like five thousand like white mormons in mexico who basically moved there like over a hundred years ago because they wanted to continue practicing polygamy after like the lds church in the states like agreed with the u.s government that they weren't going to practice polygamy so it was like a kind of like like, it was, like, the the kind of, like, culty extreme have been living in Mexico for, like, 
a hundred years, there's 5,000 of them. And then also like, they are like contextually very like wealthy, powerful, like, and like own yeah. a lot of land mm-hmm. and including like, um, like water rights to like, um, water rights above certain like small scale, like farmers and villagers in that part of Mexico. The other thing I saw is like, so I guess like the Mormons from the U S first the first like mormon settlement in mexico was in the late 1800s which were sent by brigham young that's was like the original settlement and then obviously more came in in the 80s but that original settlement was sort of just like an expedition like oh go explore mexico the 1980s or the 1880s no in the night in the 1980s when the mormon church renounced polygamy that was when that group came down but there were mormons settled in mexico that had orchards that was like their business they owned a lot of land and they had mm-hmm. orchards which is that plot and area where this group is now and yeah. uh in 1910 when like the revolution happened in mexico yeah a bunch of them came back so a similar kind of like tumultuous period where like a bunch came back to the states like as is happening right now like hundreds of mormons are fleeing mexico back to the states right. after this and mm-hmm. in that group of fleeing mormons was Mitt Romney's father, who then settled and had Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was almost born in Mexico. Mitt Romney was almost a Mexican. He was the almost That's the first insane. Mexican president of America. Um, I love that. How crazy if is I that? If I could turn back time, maybe I would cast my vote for him. <laughs> um, it is just weird. Like, Aaron was like, how... how is it, this... it just brought me back to, what was it, 2012? Is that... It just like just like how weird would it have been to have a fucking Mormon represent like the United States of America and all like, the glory? How could America be ready for a Mormon? I don't president? know. I don't know if it'd be that weird. A Mormon, <laughs> Stephen? They don't drink coffee. <laughs> they like don't do any and drugs. Like neither does Joe Biden. Literally, <laughs> neither does Joe Biden. Um, Doesn't drink coffee. I don't. Know. I mean, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> um. The tidbit about the polygamy just really does it for me. In terms of just making it weirder. It's like, Why? Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just weird. Like, so a bunch of, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Americans being like, we need to be polygamists, and then, like, moving to Mexico. <laughs> like, I just think that's weird. I don't know. And then they complain when it's, like, a lawless land. And they're like, there's cartels <laughs> here. And they're like, yeah, no shit. Like, you moved to, like, northern Mexico. Like, and, and, like, they just, it seems like they just, like, caravan around. Like, weren't they going, they were, like, driving mm-hmm. between the U.S. and Mexico for, like, a wedding. I don't It was just, it was just interesting. Like, obviously yeah. it's a tragedy, but it just really, like, it's a subset of, of a North American culture that I was not aware well, of. Well, I think what was, what was interesting about it to me was it's, like, it just, to me, was the exact same story of, Israelis in Palestine and South Africans in like the bush, i.e., like small white, like religiously mm-hmm. basically radical um, settlers, radical. settlers in like, uh, like I don't know, it's in landscapes that are like increasingly unsafe because of uh, be it like climate change or mm-hmm. like um, international like uh, economic disparities, yada yada yada. But um, I guess it just it's interesting to me when like how we like interface with these vestiges of like white settlerism abroad like culturally because so many people are like really sympathetic even a lot of the news articles were like they've been here Mm -hmm. like longer than the state of mexico so like do they belong and it's like 
no, like none of us belong here realistically. But like, I mean, like I think when the optics are like that, like drastic or obvious or dramatic, it's like, um, yeah, like I think the idea that we should be directing like sympathy to this like herd of Mormons in the desert who are like hoarding water supplies from Mexican farmers and like opening gunfire on them when they protest is like literally beyond absurd and it's the exact same narrative people have about like israelis in palestine and south africans in the bush i think this is why okay this is like a weirder like smaller version of like the israel palestine (laughs) conflict obviously because it's like a group of mormons in mexico but i feel like the way that (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? Hmm? (laughs) no way but i feel like the way that people react to um this kind of this kind of issue is like a very like microcosm like interesting phenomenon to observe because i feel like a lot of people don't they they're sold a certain narrative about israel and palestine and so a lot of people don't make a choice really they just hmm. kind of like are brainwashed and they say like oh i think this because like i couldn't back it up but i know like that this is what i should think and I feel mm. like this situation... Yeah, no one has really, like... Nobody has a preconceived notion about how they should react to it. Except the Mormons, probably. Except, right, except certain <laughs> special interest groups, for sure. But it's so intriguing to see the way that people react to it, because, like, the reason... Obviously, it's a horrific tragedy. The reason why you think it's a horrific, horrific tragedy changes, depending on your opinion of, like, land rights, like... Uh, which like race you like the fact that people are like oh my god these like poor like mormons that are just like these like white you know like the race component yeah. of yeah, it like totally. all of the like the way that people react yeah, to all been, these like, things bombings in afghanistan and syria this month they kill like 50 people and it's like a blip so. right exactly like this is like a version yeah. that like mm-hmm. you get to actually really see how do people react when they hear that stuff like this is happening in the world like and it's yeah. just so fascinating like exactly what you're saying like people being like well do they belong there it's like how is that like the way it's being framed? how is that even a question it's like, crazy <laughs> yeah 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 exactly well and i was reading like i uh i think it's like a daily mail story about it but um but basically like there have been like disputes because basically it's still like in disputed how exactly they were killed like basically whether this was like the drug cartel that killed right. them had whether like, it was mistaken. like intentional or not mm-hmm. well the story by the mexican government is that they mistook them for a separate like cartel and then stopped when they realized it was like women and children but that's like not doesn't uh like corroborate with the fact that the shootings were like one and a half hours apart and then the more likely thing is that like it was intentional and like the Daily Mail specifically was, like, speculating that it's because they've, like, been hoarding, like, uh, like, the water table and, like, water rights from, like, local mm-hmm. villagers. Yeah, and, like, I when, heard about that part. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. And when, basically, like, uh, like, a couple years ago, like, farmers, um, like, stormed their ranch to try to, like, resolve it. And the, like, LeBaron family, which is this group of Mormons, like, opened, like, gunfire on them. Oh, my God. And so it, like, presumably is, like, related to that and to, like, water issues. Which is, like, yeah, no, exactly. And they're, like, a large landowning white settler class. It's, like... I mean, they're, like, they're literally so privileged. Like, that's part of the thing. It's, like, I don't know. We, we, like, talked about... The fact of that all these, like, fucking Mormons fleeing to the U.S., like, they're not getting, they're not, they're not going to be in, like, border 
detention centers. Like, they're going to go straight back to Utah. Like, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and they're, like, yeah. refugees. Even if, even if they're fleeing. Mexican citizens. Like, if either <laughs> yeah. their fucking kids are born in Mexico. Like, you know, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, it just shows, like, I don't know how much we value I know. Like, Did you watch? People. Did you watch the interview of the guy who's wife died because he's kind of a zaddy um is he the one that had like the blonde woman like clinging to him no it's him and his child i believe he's a zaddy i mean a lot of mormons are they take great care a lot of, of mormons are zaddies yeah and i don't know i mean i've heard a lot of compelling arguments for polygamy i'm not saying that i have a fully formed opinion on it one way or the other but i do think like i mean that's not specifically what He's bothers for me about polygamy but against polyamory that's just not like that's he not like commitment. what that's just not what bothers me well literally to me the situation is no different than if a herd of polyamorous white settlers were being shot in mexico i'd be like i don't really True. give two shits that True. they're polyamorous right. i care that they're like hoarding land and water rights from like people of color like I was like yeah. in like a like unsettler land like yeah yeah I think anyways this whole situation mm-hmm. it really is like uh I think everybody should look at this and like realize that this is like what both the present and the future looks like in terms of like yeah. climate wars yeah. like this is so happening around the world you're brainwashed about it because you don't think of Israel <laughs> and Palestine as like being as close to you as this like, yeah. but this is what's happening all over the world and will continue to happen because we're living on with more and more people and less and less space. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, yeah, Steven, yeah. Steven, I know you like weren't sure about talking about it, but can you just like give a like little baby synopsis of what's happening in Hong Kong in terms of like this like resurgence of like violence? Uh, uh, I can. Maybe you I'll close I mean, with you that. Don't, you don't have I'll to. close with I'm that just, because I'm just it's like, not... It's, it, it is something that hasn't gotten a lot of I'll close with it because it's not related to environmental mm-hmm. issues, yeah. which, like, I think we have, like, more we can elaborate sure. now on. Okay, get into it in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think the thing about exactly what you were just saying about, um, like, uh, this is what the future looks like segues really interestingly into like, the Naomi Klein interview on Chapo, which we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but, um, and like environmentalism writ large, but I think something Naomi Klein, who I like stand as hell, something interesting she was talking about was basically like, among other things, like we shouldn't be more than like advocating to return to a pre-industrial, uh, a pre-industrial global temperature. What we should be doing is like, uh, politically creating practices so that we can take care of each other in events of like global climate catastrophe because mm-hmm. exactly the things of like people fleeing north from like Mexico to the states because of like safety or whatever and what we're seeing with this Mormon family now but what's also happening with Mexican people and people who are victims of gang violence it's like that's only going to be happening more and more and I think something really interesting that she talks about in the interview that I felt enlightened by was actually like Trump's like build a wall policy, which like obviously like everyone in the West was kind of like up in arms. Like how could he, it was literally like, like Australia and Southern Europe have had like 
far more draconian, like, immigration policies than even Trump for, like, decades. Like, if anything, he's just catching up with the rest of the, like, settler and European West in terms of, like, how to fortify, like, Western countries against climate immigrants. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, like, really, really interesting because I'd kind of heard about it in Australia, but, like, not to the extent that, like, she kind of, like, uh, was discussing. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a reason why people, well, I don't know if it's so much a a reason, like, in terms of a concerted effort, or if it's just, uh, like, coincidence and happenstance, but people are so bad at conceptualizing what climate change looks like for right now, literally right now in our present, and also the future. Right, it's like, it's like, it's already happening, and, like, people sort of turn a blind eye and pretend it's something different. And they see it in such a weird lens. Not Greta. (laughs) Greta gets it. Okay. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That poor Swede. Um, (laughs) That poor Uber mensch. Um, (laughs) So true. Um, No, it's really like, yeah, I mean, I think... This is something that I am hopeful for the Zoomers about, which I think Greta does represent, is that, like, I think Zoomers are much more able to see the apocalypse, like, as it's, like, coming at them and as it's, like, they've been born into it. Like, I feel like the post-9-11, like, world, like, kids growing up post-9-11 world just have so much of, like, a better understanding of, like, the world ending than, like, literally everybody older them. I think we fit into that, like, the three of us a little bit, too, because we're, like, young millennials. Well, and, yeah, like, I mean, it's, like, there's like not, woke, there's yeah. not, like, a hard line between, like... <laughs> no, I'm just hopeful young, for the Zoomers about Zoomers. it. Yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. I think they all kind of, for better or for worse, they all think that way about life. Is like, oh, well, the world's ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they listen to, like, Billie Eilish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they all have, like, insane anxiety and depression. Right. Definitely yeah. a factor. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like a big uh, a big thing that, like, I've talked about with both of you and that I think about a lot is just, like, how do people adapt to, like, a changing, a rapidly changing world? And I mm-hmm. guess we, we have adapted to a rapidly changing world since industrialization, but it's been driven by, like factors that have also destroyed the world at the same time like how do we have like a conscious evolution of humanity Mm. like I I really like don't know what that awakening is and I feel like that's why I was so inspired by Marianne is because she like Mm. named it and like was like yeah we need this and I totally (laughs) agree like it is like like, spiritual it being a spiritual awakening yeah like an awakening of consciousness like literally Mm -hmm. just like waking up and being like okay we need to like change fast in a very particular way but people like can't see it almost like Mm. and yeah it's it's it really I don't know it it stumps me a lot that's what I always think of when I (laughs) see these sort of things like the Mormon murder in Mexico over the water table or whatever it's like Mm -hmm wow, like, how are we ever going to get past, like, the weird ways that it plays on, like, our present day frame of mind? You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big structural daily. That's we <laughs> really need big yeah, structural we... daily. <laughs> Fuck. 
really could be like this could be a turning point for the Liz Warren campaign. I think big structural uh, Bailey. <laughs> like maybe a, a downward turn. I hate to I, see it. I hate to see it. I <laughs> literally I have watched that video probably sixty times this morning. Um, not to mention like all the mornings before. Um, it's insane. Um, how like how long has it been out? Who made it? Um, I, saw, like, I don't know how ago. recent it is. I actually was able to find, like, very little tangible information about, like, the context of the event or, like, where it's from. But I believe it's, like, fairly recent and it's from a campaign event in um, in Iowa. And essentially what happened is her PR te- is her <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's new meme team, whose, like, self-proclaimed ambition is to like counteract the memes that like Trump's 4chan trolls were made for him in the 2016 campaign with newer and better memes is they made her a like giant inflatable uh prop of her golden retriever dog <laughs> called with, Bailey with, with two pennies hanging from with his two collar. pennies <laughs> over its nipples just two cents <laughs> just two cents <laughs> Um, and there's a video of them like, looking at it, chanting "Big Structural Bailey." Big Structural Bailey. <laughs> Big Structural Bailey. While she like, like, so. like, like holds so. her hands up in like uh, kind of like Rapture. the Avita pose during like "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." Like it's, I just, oh my, the whole I just feel, thing. I feel I feel bad for her. I just don't think that's I don't think that's what she wanted, but. I literally but, okay, stopped. but this is the thing about Liz Warren. Is she... Okay, I've actually been thinking about this a lot this morning. Is, like, she should, for her own good, know when to say... Not no, but, like, which supporters to align herself with mm-hmm. and which supporters to distance herself from. Because both her and Bernie are, like, campaign on the idea of realigning the Democratic Party with the working class. But he has done a way more job, way better job, of, like, distancing himself from, like... Like, like six of your earning urban elite kind of like online typical leftists who, you know, support like worked for the Hillary Clinton campaign, etc. And I think with Elizabeth Warren via like, whether it's through her selfie line or through the big structural Bailey or like, through kind of like where she's chosen to make appearances, it's like she, you know, the rhetoric's one thing, but I think she's appealing to the exact same Democratic base that Hillary tried to appeal to and lost and like you know has kind of like driven the Democratic Party into um into irrelevance over the last that like base isn't years. reliable they don't know shit about what anything is they just vote based like they suck right they, they, vote, they vote based on like, like what the media tells them exactly you need to appeal to the actual like progressives and the actual like working class Democrats that are true through and through Democrats, not, like, yeah. aesthetic Democrats. Yeah. Like, that care well, more about identity politics and the way things look yeah. than they do about the structural, big structural Bailey. I, I, know, <laughs> I, I do think, though, that with Liz Warren, I do think that she... Sorry, I'm going to have my earnest, like, 30 seconds. But I do think that, like, in terms of her choosing which events to go to, like, she has really, like, gone to, like, a lot of events. Like, she's gone to a lot of, like, small stuff. Like, there was a really, like, really, like, radical leftist, like, small conference in Philly, and, like, she was the only of the 20 candidates to show up for that. Like, like, she does, like, really make herself available. Like, that's, like, the selfie line, too. It's, like, she does, like, I don't know. I think, I see it as her, like, trying to, like, 
be there for, like, everyone that's, like, willing to, like, be there as well. I don't know. I, 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 I agree, though, with, like, a lot of the, like, sort of aesthetic and, like, awkward, like, Hillary shit. Like, I don't like to see that, but... I don't know. I just don't. I don't no, think that. Either. I don't I really think it's the same. I do think it's like. I do think it's like hard to not draw the comparison between her and Hillary, like them both being like sixties like female candidates. Like I do. I do truly believe that that is a big part of like why it's easy to draw the comparison. I get that Bernie's like doing his own thing, but it's just like I. I just think like if Pete was a sixty-year-old woman, like we'd be jumping on Pete for being I mean, I hate well, Pete more than I hate It's Hillary. like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's well, like I mean, he's a another young 30-year-old cr- dude, so it's different. Uh, yes, but also another critical comparison between Hillary and Elizabeth Warren is that 15 years ago, neither of them was behind any of the progressive platforms that they are now, whereas, like, but like uh, some of those platforms didn't exist, Bernie's except Bernie. for Bernie. Bernie <laughs> no, but, but it's like if it was just a Liz up there, fine, I'll cast my vote for Liz. But know, if Bernie's up there, I'm gonna vote. That's like fine. I'm gonna vote for Bernie. That's of fine. course I am. He's like yeah, he's legit. Like, and I, I also I, I wouldn't ha- want people I to vote to... on me based on where I was 15 years ago. Well, that's why you're not running for president. <laughs> I actually have like. <laughs> A new joke with the Gian. If I ever send a nude, I'm like, well, there goes my Senate bid. Like, I'm, I like to, like, pretend that I'm going to run for Senate. So I am really excited for I am going to run I don't think nudes are going to ruin it for anyone. I think everyone's got nudes. It's now. definitely going to be the podcast that ruins any sort of future government uh, whatever for me. Um, mm. Yeah, probably. But I'm hoping <laughs> that by the time I'm old enough to do that, everyone will have their own podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're past the age of nudes now. It's on to everyone having a podcast. Yeah, everyone's going to have, like, I mean, I, like, people a have said more shit than me on Twitter. It's more intimate than a nude. It's more Okay, but I stand by everything I've said. Oh, same. <laughs> I stand by my podcast way more than I stand by my nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Aaron stands. I do. I do. I, Mm. yeah, I really hate to see Big Structural Bailey, but at the same time... It is kind of catchy. I do love Big Structural Bailey as, like, a... I'm not getting over that meme anytime soon. You did a good job. Okay, yeah. I the meme team big, did their job. The meme team I love did Big Structural Bailey in the exact same way that I love, like, all of the, like, meme content of, like, Hillary Clinton in, like, no. the house in, in the Harlem, Harlem, like, oh, looking yeah. around horrified. No. Like, it's, it's like, funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. The meme content with Hillary was through it's the It's my roof. favorite thing about her. Like, and, the th- and the thing with, I know, same. And the thing about both of them is it's not Liz's fault and it's not Hillary's fault. It's their fucking campaign manager's fault. Yeah. And yeah, the campaign managers are not, like, 60-something-year-old women. They're the campaign managers are, like, 28-year-old like, guys, like, asexual guys in, like, Silicon Valley. But guess what? The biggest job of a president, one of them, is to delegate. So if you can't delegate effectively, I don't no, trust you, don't, you to you be president. No, but you don't get to, like, yeah, so fucking true. team either. It's why like, not? What? Why not? Why not? Literally. Why not? And also, that's, like, I'm sorry, but you don't see shit bro. coming this out of Bernie's This is my point. Right. It's like, Liz Warren is existing within, like, a framework that doesn't work and is flawed. Bernie does not exist within the framework. I, don't know. I just don't know. It's too soon to say. Haley, How is it too soon? It's just this fucking no, circus is like gr- so. It's just the circus is only like heating up now. Like I was gonna be in February. Are you it's kidding like, me? The circus what? has no, been I've going been, on for like eight months. Yes, on, I know. Like, I've been paid cable television. I know. I know. Big structural Haley over here. Liz, <laughs> 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 foreign defender. We love big Someone structural Haley. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I did tell him. Like, I, I mean, told, you know, it's like, we I, need I, a I just, Gaga okay. apologist and we need a Liz Warren apologist. I do. I, we need to clear the air. I need everyone to agree here that um, the Bernie versus Liz thing isn't really like the biggest issue that we face right now as a country or as a human race. So I don't think that at, in this moment it like needs all of our, our petty... Uh, Petty energies. I, I agree that with that. There's some bigger I agree. shit out there. I agree, but I go. I say I go both ways. I no. But I, what's I think the it's point important. of a like, primary to... if not to suss out the best candidate? Absolutely. It, I mean, don't get me point. wrong. I'll vote for her. Once she wins, but and I think like, most most yeah. Bernie supporters will too. But like, yeah. I think we should like we shouldn't just be like, hey, they're the same. No, like, we should That's literally why we go through this shit. But I do think that like suss it out. Bond over the big structural baby. (laughs) Bond over. All we can do is bond over big structural (laughs) baby. That's so true. No, here's the thing with Liz. If Liz stays exactly the same as she's doing right now, that's fine with me. I'm good with it. Honestly, I don't have a huge complaint. My intuition Mm -hmm. tells me that she gets the nominee and she goes much more center. And this is how Mm -hmm. I ended my argument with Haley the other day about this. It's like, okay, you can think whatever you want, but when she gets the nomination and she goes center, I'll be right and super unhappy. (laughs) Like, that's not, really all there I is to it. Me too, just, and I'll vote Tulsi. I'll vote for Tulsi because of her sick workout videos. Oh, same. She looks yeah. amazing. I want to I want a video of Tulsi versus the big structural Bailey. You know who would. <laughs> <laughs> Tulsi could like have they, like a fucking knife. Like she win. Yeah, they've got they may have like mass, but Tulsi has like integrity. <laughs> Tulsi's got training. No, Tulsi actually mm. wouldn't fight it. I thought she was more into like That's true. anti-conflict. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she'd defeat it with She would like games. de-escalate. She would de-escalate. <laughs> she'd seduce big structural Bailey. She would make out with big <laughs> I wish. I'd pay to see it. That's what the Liz Warren meme team needs to be on next. Yeah. Maybe they're listening. (laughs) Maybe they're listening right now. Um, show yourselves, cowards. Yeah, zoo hypothesis, (laughs) but except the Liz Warren meme team. Um, Do you think that Bernie has a meme team and they just, like, won't call themselves a meme no, team? No, he 100% doesn't because he's not but, like, hiring also, morons. I just, like, but the meme, the meme I, team's specific ways... stated intention online is to counter the Trump 2016 yeah. 4chan meme, you know, agglomeration with, like, yeah, bigger and better Bernie. memes. Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking dumb. Like, that is literally, like, a like one-way ticket to, like just absolute like irrelevant even if it wins you the nomination know, it's a right it's now. a major lose for society <laughs> yeah that's true yeah exactly you can't do and that. like you can't fuck everyone else over i do think we're to too top. far gone. you're also like, not gonna beat alt-right like... 4chan meme yeah, words on their own game like, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like they're they were made for bigger. this <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> <clears throat> they'll survive the apocalypse because they'll be underground in their mom's basement <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> More than I can say for myself. Well, <laughs> um, so we've reached an hour. Uh, Stephen, did you want to talk about Hong Kong at all? Um, uh, I was just genuinely yeah, I curious, know. but you could, you know. I mean, I don't really like, have like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, to be honest. Like finding news, I uh, context. I was in Manila this weekend, and like so many people have been asking me about it. And it is, like, a really, like, it's very, like, a convoluted and an emotional topic to talk about. And one thing I will say is that, like, reading any 
news about it just, like, makes me, like, really, really upset and angry. Most of the news is from, like, South China Morning Post or Hong Kong Free Press. And basically, like, I mean, there are, like, two camps, like, a pro-democracy camp and a pro-Beijing camp. And, like, SCMP having been bought by a mainland Chinese person, a tycoon, a few years ago is, like, very pro-Beijing. And Hong Kong Free Post is kind of, like the NPR of Hong Kong, it's, like, well-meaning, but, like, just, like, kind of, like, like, the shit they run is, like, how is this even news? It's just, like, a random, like, uh, upper-middle-class liberal's opinion piece. Um, and so, like, there's, I really, like, I am lost for finding, like, a satisfying source to get my news from about it, which sucks. And then it's also just, like, I mean, basically what's happening is it's just getting, like, um, more and more intense because there are, like, meant to be elections next week. It's now, like, the sixth, sixth straight month of protests, but, like, they're just getting, like, increasingly violent. Like, yesterday people were shot and, like, a man was set on fire. And it's just, like, yeah, it's, like, really, really, like, upsetting and horrifying. And, like, everyone is really starting to just say that, like, they think that mainland China will uh invade soon and of course that's like kind of the hope of a lot of the protesters because they hope that if mainland china takes military action then the u.s and the uk will be obligated or required to also take military action on behalf of like the hong kongers because their autonomy will have been um like negotiated but also like i mean i think that like the while that's one thing to like want it's just like that's like such a horrifying reality and then the final really upsetting piece about the protests now is that like basically there was a separate set of protests in 2014 that was like similar to occupy wall street because it was called occupy that's the like umbrella movement right exactly and a lot of like the old uh, adult generation of like protesters were really active in that but literally nothing happened and so a lot of like um professional class protesters are kind of just like checked out and not really participating at this point because they view it as so futile and so the protests in hong kong like and especially the like radicalized violent ones are literally just like all like 19 20 and 21 year old kids like and those are the ones like getting shot and like you know like because and they truly do just like feel invincible in this because they're children and it's like that is so... And they're Zoomers. They literally know and the world's Zoomers. ending. Why not die for trying to save it? So fucking true. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, it's um, it's super, super, like, intense and, like, upsetting to be a... Um, uh, to be... I'm not just really... Just to be that, that, it, that close to it, but, like, <clears throat> not be able to really affect things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to really talk about it. It's like, you know, and I get it. It's like not really like you're, you're laying to like be yeah. on the street. Yeah. Like all you can it do has is, made like, me really them, want but... to go home and campaign for Bernie because yeah. I'm like, it is like, it's just like passion. I mean, it, it makes you think a lot about like what is the role of like a nation or a city state or a mm-hmm. collective and like how do you advocate and fight for that and like what is my role in this? in this collective as an outsider in a colonial space, like, that is one thing, but also, like, what other collectives am I a part of and how can I, like, advocate for and fight for those with, like, uh, any, with a kind of, like, matched level of intensity. So it, it is very, like, inspiring, but it's also just, like, very upsetting and intense. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And it's also like Hong Kong, all the final thing is that it's like basically a state of martial law right now. It's just like no one is like calling it that because they don't want to like, like the government, if they were to actually say that, they'd get like economic sanctions and whatnot. But essentially, mm-hmm. like the mainland Chinese army is acting as like Hong Kong police and they're yeah, committing like and they're committing like police brutality unchecked and there's like a there's not a literal citywide curfew but there basically is because they close the MTR at night and like that which is the metro and so it effectively like is a state of martial law and and it's and it's so uncanny to kind of see like both how that does affect life but then the other like really eerie ways when like life goes on and like you see people who act as though nothing's happening and to some extent you have to act as though nothing's happening it's the whole thing is just like so messy um yeah um that's my life (laughs) really intense and um I actually haven't cried about it but maybe I should um probably probably yeah Mm -hmm. oh damn that's just me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make it about yourself why don't you no. <laughs> no it's yeah i think i mean not to like keep talking about it for long but it's like i i don't really know where the u.s would fall in terms of action if the chinese were to like like the chinese government were to like officially like step in it's like i don't well, know i don't know for sure like how we would react it's like Especially with the Trump administration, it's, like, it's so, it changes, like, it's so, like, based on his whims. Like, it's, like, there's really no predicting what would happen. No, I actually think that's something that's really interesting about the Free China movements, of which, like, Johnny, my boyfriend, is very, like, pro-Hong Kong everything and kind of really active about it on social media. But the, you know, the Free Hong Kong movement, the Free Tibet movement, the Falun Gong movement, they've all aligned themselves with the American right because they know that, like, I mean, the Obamas and the Clintons effectively co-signed the People's Republic of China, like, rise to uh, its current economic tier via, you know, the Pacific Trade Organization, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, like, a series of multinational neoliberal trade deals. And also, you know, and so why would you align yourself with that coalition of like center leftists? And then also, I mean, realistically, the, I, I don't think Bernie or Liz would have like, would start military conflict with China, which is a horrifying thought. But I do think that Trump would. And I think that is why the Hong Kongers are like, um, the, like you do. I mean, see, they're like they're like uh, kissing up to. Like all you have to do is flatter him to get him on your side. So that is strategically like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a matter of flattery. I think it's just like they no, both do have hate to, like, mainland China. No, but like for Trump, it's like you if you like appeal to his ego, like he is inclined to help you, as opposed yeah. to the opposite. If you diss him, he'll freak out. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's mm. it's honestly not even worth like fucking getting into because it's the whole thing is a goddamn mess. Yeah, mm, I think it it's is a damn mess. yeah. It's just it's more that you know how the the American left is going to respond, whereas the mm-hmm. right. I it's mean, Trump has so been volatile. pretty, but he's been pretty anti-China. Like his rhetoric has. I mean, been until recently, anti- even like he's sort of, like I think more recently wasn't he like kind of like warming up to China? He he needs to like he needs to figure out the tariff situation and like get the American, like, economy back on track in that regard if he, like, wants to be reelected. So I think he knows that and is starting to, like, sort of have 
second thoughts on like his strategy with trying to we'll see he's like this canon nobody can predict right exactly. <laughs> he's, li- he's literally like so retarded and like nothing he does has like any foresight or um mm-hmm. or, or intentionality but i do think like i mean writ large i have said it from day one like i support the trade war with china in theory like way more than i supported like obama's policy on like just like increasing global trade like i don't think trump's intentions with it are right because he's viewing it in a matter of like winners and losers but i also do think that like we should just be like retreating from like like shitty global trade policies that are like enabling like american capitalists to exploit like child labor abroad and like Right. A broken clock is right like, two times a day. I feel like that's a very like uh that's yeah. very much Trump like in this situation, you know? So true, yeah. Um Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Anyway. Uh but well, thank you the, for asking. Yeah, we got um, the update. It's nice no, it is yeah. nice to hear it like from someone who like has more of an insider perspective because like uh-huh. you know, the media coverage that we do have is like yeah, it's, it's just it's just different to hear from someone who is close to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I should get interviewed more. And a blonde mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, you're blonde. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's blonde. You know. A fresh Steven's blonde. blonde. Mm. It's yeah, I you love look, it. I you think you look great. Yeah, yeah, it's really like brings out uh, my like Slav DNA. It makes I you think. look really tan. Like yeah, that it's too. Good. He's probably yeah, still tanning. I'm thrilled. Are you no, tanning? I haven't been tan. No, not since I was to college. But I, I am. <laughs> I'm swimming outside now, so I get oh, a lot of sun. It's a little sun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. Anyways, I have to run. Yeah, um, we should sign off. Um, yeah. Thanks Haley, for having me on your podcast. Thank friends. you for guesting. Thanks, big structural Haley. Thanks, yeah. big structural <laughs> Haley. I I hope the audience enjoyed. I hope uh, I didn't talk yeah. over you guys too much. I don't think so. I don't think you did. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, literally bye. Literally bye. Literally bye.